0: Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris.
1: Alright, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you on the show today. We're talking NASCAR on the show. We uh, will be talking about, as Chris has dubbed it, which is kind of funny, the 24 Hours of Charlotte. Uh, kind of play on words, if you know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> and we will also be talking about a championship race moving forward. Looking forward in the years, where will it be? Uh, spoiler alert, nowhere new, I'll tell you that. Uh, and then we will look forward to a new race for the NASCAR Cup Series uh, which they're calling St. Louis, technically it's in Illinois, it's all kind of confusing, but I believe it's the Worldwide Technology Raceway is essentially the name, but uh, they're calling it St. Louis, so we'll be talking about that stuff. Um, as always, joining us is going to be Chris. Chris, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Ty. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to come to me because yeah. we kind of agreed that you and Amos were going to carry the show.
1: Well, no, no, I mean, I just said Amos has a lot to say today, so... Oh, okay. Will be very talkative over I'm, there. I'm doing great. And speaking, of that Amos, might,
2: that's not necessarily true. I talk all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's Amos. How are you, Amos? I'm good. In Utah. Oh well, I think I was doing better before I realized that I was going to have to do a show where Amos would be in a bad mood and be <laughs> down dissing on the car and our winner from last week. So yeah. you know, and then and then on top of that, Amos is sad that his driver has decided to uh, bomb out on him. So you know, plus. What do you Not mean? to like pile on too much on Amos, but this is the third week in a row with no points scored by <laughs> wow. our reigning champion.
0: What uh, What do you mean your driver's bombing out on you, Chase Elliott, man? Well, he wrecked out. Well, he wrecked out, but he signed a new deal with NAPA. I mean, let's you know <laughs> he <laughs> well, doesn't like me. NAPA.
2: <laughs> I mean, I could take her. Well, I mean, I'm happy hey. that he has a sponsor and a yeah. very good, stalwart <laughs> sponsor of NASCAR, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I'm happy he has somebody, but, man, he's got to finish some races, get a couple wins in here. This is pathetic. Mm, okay. Well, uh, uh, pathetic, that's that's a little harsh, don't you think? No, it's bad. Oh. Like, you can't even keep the car out of the wall? Like, you're, I don't anyway. It's a
1: Hendrick top driver problem, I've noticed, for sure. Uh, all right, let's start with this, though. Uh, the 2023 championship weekend will return to Phoenix uh 2022 as we know will also be in phoenix sold out so if you're wanting to get your tickets well too bad for you uh you won't be getting them it's a hot ticket man a hot commodity i saw why last year it was pretty fun uh i think we thought about doing tickets i think we're gonna go with the vegas race instead though so maybe well I, that's what i think i want to do you guys are invited how about that um <laughs> Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> Are you paying for the tickets, too? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see the I mean, price it, tag on them. It is that? five hours closer to home than yes. Phoenix. Okay, well, deal. Then Chris is in as well. Uh, Amos, I don't know. He, he has all these fun trips in mind, but he doesn't seem to want to invite us to any of them, so... What? what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, NASCAR Cup Series, <laughs> the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Campy World Truck Series, as well as the ARCA West Series, will again compete for the title in 2023 at Phoenix w- Raceway, who completed a $170 million renovation project designed to improve fan experience that includes a reconfiguration of the track start finish line before it hosted the event in 2020. Uh this is all on NASCAR.com. You guys can go read the article, but the gist of it is it is uh returning for another year to the Phoenix Raceway. Tickets are going to go on sale early, earlier uh for the 2023 date due to the high demand for 2022 tickets and how quickly it sold out. Uh Amos, let's start with you. Pleased that the race will be back in Phoenix in 2023 for the championship? Or are we maybe thinking, you know what, we wanted to go somewhere else. What do you think?
2: Oh, I I think Phoenix puts on a good show. I mean, the weather is definitely it, – it's very nice that time of year. Indeed. Considering where they've had the cup race in years past. So, I mean, weather-wise, it makes sense. Um, it's a good venue. I think there's – they like you said, they've done some renovations. I mean, all the seats were – normal seats they weren't bench seats they most of it was covered from the warm phoenix sun so it was Mm -hmm. nice to sit in the shade and hang out um good parking plenty of parking looked like there was lots of camping area phoenix is a, a really good destination in and of itself there's good eats and the track was fairly easy to get to i thought if you were staying somewhere other than in the camping area itself, depending then on who you, you talk to area. in our vehicle <laughs> driving to the car or to the track. So I'm not disappointed at all. I think it's a great venue. I mean, I don't. I mean, what are some of the other arguments that people have for the championship weekend? Where Where is um, another I mean, place? I don't know how many.
1: Obviously, like you said at the start of your comments, the weather plays a big factor, obviously. Uh, it's going to be the first weekend of November. So that means that it's got to be somewhere warm. Obviously, you know we can't go to Michigan and and do the championship sure. race. I mean we could. I think I think Chris even brought it up last year that we could do that and we just put like ice tires on them. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how That's good of idea that tires. is. Um, but honestly, I mm. I kind of like the idea of a moving track or maybe just a few years at a track and then and then moving around. Well. The options you know are they, limited, but you know we, what, could, we could iron out some different destinations, Vegas, California, Miami, Daytona, uh, Talladega. You know, there, there's tracks.
0: Seemed to me like it always rained in Miami that time of the year, though. True. <laughs> and, you know, California is kind of hit and miss, you know, with their weather that time of the year. I mean, you know, one idea that, you know, you could do is go up there in Canada and get on one of them frozen lake beds and carve out a two-mile oval on a lake bed. (laughs) Two-mile oval? Sure. Have them (laughs) running on studs up there on the ice. NASCAR's always looking for diversity, so.
1: What's the the weather like in Montana? Maybe they got a nice track up there, huh? Minnesota. Probably be about the same as Canada.
0: Yeah. Minnesota might work.
1: (laughs) Uh, Chris, your thoughts?
0: Similar Mm. to Amos's, I assume? Yeah, I like Phoenix. I mean, you know, it's relatively close to our home. You know, mm-hmm. it's what twelve hour drive, thirteen hour drive, which is okay. You know, um, if a guy was into camping at the track, it'd be a hell of a party there. It for, looks fun. You know, you could looks go there fun, and spend yeah. the. You know, get down there on Wednesday and come home the next Wednesday. Yeah, if we go know? again, I, I think it that would be the way to go. Probably. I think the way to go would I mean, be, be to park the trailer down there at the track. You know, and have fun, mm-hmm. and then go to the motel at night so you could get some sleep. Because I suspect they're up all night long. <laughs>
2: See, that's what he says, but uh, don't let him fool you. It was, it was rather the older crowd. I yeah, thought. I I'm pretty sure the part like they probably started drinking and dinner, quote unquote, at two p.m. and <laughs> yeah, and we're in like most nights, other than the race night, in bed by like seven. So, well, it's possible. I mean, that's about Chris's schedule now, isn't it? No,
0: no. (laughs) I managed to stay up all the way till 1030.
1: Uh, You're not quite that old yet. No, I'm not quite that old yet. Uh, How opposed are we? And I think that many fans would be. How opposed would we be to uh, a road course for the championship race? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Oh, we have split views. That
0: would be. In fact, I can tell you the exact track. I'd be okay with it being raised on. Long Beach. Uh, In the city? Yeah, that'd work. Oh, but I was cool. thinking through more, the city. I mm. was thinking more like Coda. A Coda, okay.
2: Amos, I you say no, no, because road courses are not NASCAR's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. They're not typically what a casual fan associates NASCAR tracks with. So, I think you, I think you got to stay with an oval. I mean, I like the road courses. Me, I don't mind hitting a few here and there and seeing. Because you will get a driver that dominates and has a good run at road courses, and then another guy cycles through. But I just I just think there's too much uncertainty. And if you're looking for a championship weekend, you kind of want a track that's going to have a, a lot of known factors that's going to make it easy for the championship contenders to run for the title. So, I mean, I think that's among other reasons for phoenix that's why it is one of the places they go for the championship weekend they've raced there long enough they know what they get that time of year they know the track surface odds and ends so i mean i'm not saying that it's a bad idea ty yeah i'm just saying my opinion would that wouldn't be something i would enjoy uh just kind of off topic but something that came to my head
1: when we mentioned road courses so we Some of you might know, uh, we know uh, for sure, at least the F1 will be having a street race through Vegas. How interested would we be in replacing the playoff race in Vegas with the street race uh, through Las Vegas for NASCAR? Would that be entertaining to anyone?
0: I'm trying to remember the year, but I remember one year they had an IndyCar race in the streets of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. It's got to be back in the 90s. And it was a huge flop.
1: A huge flop, huh? Yeah, it was
0: a flopper. Oh,
1: flop. So no on the on the street race Uh, through Vegas. Not Vegas. No. Okay. Uh,
2: Well, F1 sunk a lot of money into some property just off the Vegas Strip, so yeah, I
0: think they're in this for the long haul. So yeah,
1: F1 is for sure. I
0: I can see them building a track in Vegas, but racing in the streets in Vegas, yeah. Yeah. Not for NASCAR, huh? Not for NASCAR. All right, well. Have you tried driving in
2: Vegas? (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, but obviously they're (laughs) going to. Yeah, I have, an actually it's a lot like a road course, I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) You get a few of them cabbies in there, it's kind of like, hold on, so.
1: (laughs) All right, Under the present season, uh, 2023 championship race will come, but let's for now get to Charlotte. Okay, so the, the well we st-
0: delayed that as long as we could. We could probably just skip over it and move on to next week. <laughs> uh,
1: look, we could spend a long time talking about it because it was such a long race. Uh, I believe oh, it was yeah. like a four-hour race or something. It was no, longer, it was more longer like five than five that. and a half. Five and a half. It was almost
0: a six-hour endurance race.
1: <laughs> so they've deemed it the 24 Hours of Charlotte on here. Personally, I feel like I will be in the minority. I I actually enjoyed the race quite a bit. To be honest, Uh, the extra 100 laps, uh, excuse me, miles, like Chris said on last week's show, definitely is noticeable at times, right? Uh, But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun race, a good Memorial Day race, nice patriotism shown all around the track. Uh, We'll get into some of the stuff, but what did you guys think uh, about kind of some of the pre-race festivities and throughout with NASCAR Memorial Day? Uh, I enjoyed that stuff. How about you, Chris?
0: Well... They've always put on a really good Memorial Day show at the track, and and it's engaging, and it gets people there early, and, and you know, it's fun. I mean, it is. And, and it's fun at the same time while we're remembering the purpose of Memorial Day, mm-hmm. you know, to honor those that have fallen defending this country. So from that standpoint, I really enjoy, you know, Memorial Day at Charlotte. I don't know though. 100 that 100 extra miles and I understand why they do it. But man alive, this race just seemed to drag on and drag on and, <laughs> and a little more on and you know. And my wife was like a little kid after about 500 miles. Are we there yet? Is it over yet? <laughs> Are we there yet?
1: <laughs> uh, Amos lots of fans in the stands. That was good to see, huh? Sell out Yeah, looked like a
0: full
2: house mm-hmm. at- the charlotte motor speedway which is always good i mean some tracks up to this point they've been like oh it's a sellout and you're like mm, I don't, okay there's some yeah. open seats yeah there. there's <laughs> quite a few open yeah. seats but no i mean as we speak nas charlotte is the heart of nascar i mean that's where all the teams are headquartered everybody that's wow well, I maybe mean, <laughs> yeah anybody that's everybody for stock car racing is out of charlotte so yeah, I mean, I you would expect that Charlotte would have a full house. Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought I'd cut you off there a
1: little no, bit. No, I, I was going to say so,
2: like I always do. But oh yeah. No, I stopped.
1: No need to elaborate. I think it's a great point to stop at. All right, let's talk about uh, the race now itself, and let's start off right at the top by talking about all the cautions and just. We keep coming back to this, and uh, it's a point that. Might get kind of tedious and boring for everyone. It definitely does for me when we keep bringing it up. But it's worth saying, uh, as much as we have, that this new car is just, it's whack, man. I don't, <laughs> uh, the tires seem to be a real issue. The, obviously, mostly the tires. Uh, the safety is good on it, as we saw when Busher flipped, so that was nice. Um, but, yeah, the tires seem to be a huge problem, and your lack of control once you lose control of the car, it's very noticeable, um, and I feel like it's these are two things that we've talked about throughout the season. Uh, Amos, I know this frustrated you throughout the race, but the amount of cautions were just too much, too many. It really took a lot of enjoyment out of the race, and there's a lot of guys also getting loose, like I've said, and they just—they just they just can't control the cars when they lose it like that. Um, You know, like I said, it's something we brought up many times, but, you know, what else is there to be said? I mean, many guys pointed out before the race, too, or at least the guys that tire tested there, uh, we had problems with tire testing here. So it kind of showed, I would say.
2: Yeah, for sure. And so it's kind of like uh, from last season to this season, it's completely – I know there's a lot of differences between the two seasons, but last year – I mean, you could call every NASCAR race. We're going to have a green flag, Uh green flag pit stops, caution at the yellow. I mean, that's how the race would go. There was very little cautions, very little mechanical failure, tire blowouts, um, no wrecking. And then we come to this year, and it's a brand new car, and everybody's losing tires, blowing tires. You get a centimeter out of degree in in your yaw, as they call it, and you end up in the wall. and Mm -hmm. It depends on how you like. I mean, Kyle Bush hits the wall, he finishes the race second. Chase Elliott hits the wall and he's in the garage early. Mm. Kyle Larson bounces off the wall all through the late race like a pinball. Should have won the race, ended up finishing ninth. Oh, and so and, it's and don't like, forget Amarola using everyone
1: else. Yeah, and is an machine, bouncing yeah. off of everybody trying to get up through the pack. Yeah, so
2: perfect. You know, I. The thing that's frustrating for me, I think is the tires are what they are. I feel like they as they come back around to some of these tracks and have better data, you can test all you want, but in a in a race setting, it's a completely different setup. so I'm not as overly concerned about the tires themselves. yeah, it is frustrating once you lose a tire that you got to get hauled out by the wrecker and odds and ends so and but I feel like NASCAR's on the fly with that figuring it out. I just. The constant backing your car into the wall because you were loose, that gets old. Yeah. And I mean, the whole motto of this car was we're putting it back in the driver's hands. I, if that's the motto and that's what everybody's going for, then they missed the mark because.
1: Well, but is it. Are the everybody's drivers this in the bad? Wall. Like, there's no way the drivers are this bad. I mean,
2: we saw Ryan Blaney.
1: I feel like he barely touched the apron, and the next thing you know, he's taking out thirty cars yep. in this huge pileup. And I'm just sitting there like, "What's going on?" And like the first caution of the race, I believe was was Busher and Ryan Priest, and oh, uh, yeah. s- someone else was involved in that. Uh, but it, they both just got sideways, they just spun out. Like it was just the weirdest, most random yeah. thing. So I mean, you're losing this car; it's going from you for sure. That is frustrating. It just it prolongs the race. It takes out some big names. Chris, we had, just to name a few, Cindric, Elliot, Byron, Kurt Busch, Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, uh, Joey Logano, Austin Dillon go out as as major guys. There was 37 total cars in the race. Only 20 of them were running at the end of the race, with many of them looking like they'd been through a demolition derby. Uh, especially Ross Chastain, that that cracked me up for sure. Yeah, well, I, it, every one of his guys <laughs> went that way. yeah, that just can't be a good thing for the sport, can it, Chris? I mean,
0: or well, do you, or
1: do you really care?
0: I I think there's still a, a fan base that goes to see the Rex. Okay, fair enough. You know, I I I still think that, and that's fine. You know, it, as long as nobody's getting hurt, you know, and you love watching quarter million dollar cars being destroyed. Hey, why not? The thing that struck me was it's and probably it's just my fuzzy memory, but it's been a long time since you've seen a car spin spin through the infield and see the tires blow up as it's sliding through the infield. I mean, you just yeah. that's not something that we're used to seeing in NASCAR. And this year we've seen it a gob. Mm. You know, and then you know, I'm still trying to, I'm still baffled at all the problems that they're having with a single lug nut. It just makes me crazy that they're having t- issues with oh, man, single Oh, man. Kyle lug
1: Larson's a pit crew member just like,
2: oh, as he's being dragged Dra- out of there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, down huh? Down <laughs> well, they, he's got a penalty for equipment leaving the pit box, and it's his tire carrier. <laughs> yeah. He's just <laughs> he's like, leaving. Dragging
0: with him. him down the road, and he's <laughs> going to, right, Yeah. Yes, yeah, they're, so, they're definitely
1: our problems. I mean, Chase Elliott, like Amos said, he hit the wall, and he couldn't... What was it, toe link? Is that what they said? He couldn't fix that on pit road? Like, that's well, but what they, took him but, out but, of the
0: race. But they let Eric Jones spend a half hour on yeah, know, pit road the, two weeks ago trying to cut the stinking wheel off the back of his yeah, car. Yeah, that's true, that huh? was That was yeah. good entertainment. Was it? Yeah, oh yeah. But, but wasn't he, it? That was was he not on the clock for repairs? I, and I, I I don't think he was way. that whole time. I think he was... I feel like we sat there and watched him for like 10
1: minutes. It's oh, it was it was that. a 19-minute minute delay.
2: I, thanks a lot, Chris. Now I'm even
0: more upset.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so lots of cautions drew the race out, which was unfortunate. We took out some big-name guys. Uh, one of those big cautions, like I mentioned with Ryan Blaney, took out a lot of guys. And then there was just a few mistakes by guys that, that took themselves out, um, like we mentioned already. Elliot and obviously uh, Bubba Wallace, although his pit crew never helps him. And then there's a big wreck towards the end. So well, we had like two big wrecks and then all these small cautions throughout. What was it, 19 cautions on the night? Yeah, 19. That did not help with the amount of time that we had to endure in this race. Plus, you know, Busher, you know, thank God he's okay, but he did end up on his hood and that added more time. So it was just a lot
0: of. of- that- That's something else I want to bring up. Uh You know, we had uh, 23XI Racing was running really strong at the first of the race. Mm -hmm. Trackhouse had really good cars at the first of the race. And it's like all the really good cars got trashed, got eliminated, you know? Yeah, most of them. That really bothered me that, you know, that that happened the way it did.
1: Yeah, it just, like, it makes it less competitive in a way because your best cars are taken out, so you don't really get to see the best cars on the night shine. And, you know, we'll talk about who won and all the jokes there. But then you have someone that wasn't necessarily in the race uh, win. it's just kind of like, ah. So there was a combination of a lot of things that kind of made the race longer and maybe boring for some of us. But I enjoyed it. I mean, if if you weren't too caught up in in your guy going in the pits because he screwed up couldn't keep the car straight. Then uh, it was pretty enjoyable. Uh all right, so stage one, Chase Elliott finds himself as the winner. Looks good. Twenty three XI looked good in the first stage. Uh JGR was obviously strong and then and then faded pretty hard. Stage two, this is when the the track house guys really started to take over. Suarez, Chestain up there, racing strong, looking nice. Uh the Toyotas were struggling as the night continued. Which might have been fortunate for them, actually, because then they kind of more found themselves towards the back, uh, avoiding some of the cautions. Chastain wins stage three. I think once we got to, like, the third stage, and I saw, okay, we're breaking this race up into four stages, that was kind of when it was like, this is a long race. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Told you. (laughs) But for most of the night, it kind of seemed like we had our contenders and we had our pretenders, and then people just meleeed themselves in two big accidents um does anyone want to comment on the big accident with blaney or is it kind of is what it is uh you know no harm no foul it was just product of the racing amos do you want to say anything more about that
2: well i think a little i think it was product of the racing product of this car we're running this year like you mentioned earlier ty he they did get down on the grass they did drop off onto the apron a little bit and the completely upset the car and off he went so now is that a product of the new car versus say the old car i feel like from what i've watched remembered how many races i've seen i think he probably could have gathered last year's car up yeah kept it out of the wall and not had such a melee now cars behind him they still may have wrecked, spun out, whatever, because a little panicky. Yeah, well, yeah. and a chain reaction of events, right? So mm-hmm. one person checks up into another, blah, blah, blah. I, I get all that, but I feel like Blaney probably still gathers the car up, stays out of the wall, and continues on with these race. So I, I don't – I mean, it, but it's nonetheless still a product of this year's type of racing, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's something we've seen – through the first 13 races, including the Coke 600.
1: All right, so let's get into some of the later race stuff. Uh, Let's start with Busher. Chris. Uh, Ends up on his hood in a rather chaotic sequence off of a... It was on a restart, right? Or, no, this one wasn't. This was a few laps after restart. That Blaney wreck was on the restart. It was like
0: two laps or something like that after the restart.
1: Right, so Busher ends up on his hood. Uh, Thankfully, he's okay. You know, what did you see in that big wreck? I mean, that was... There's a second time this year we've seen a car on its hood. We've been told these cars aren't supposed to do that. Uh, Design failure or freak
0: accident?
2: What's your call there? Well, he
0: was sliding through the infill and caught. Actually, did he? He caught the grass, but I can't remember if it was before the pavement or after. No, he was. He caught a tire. Oh, that's right. He the right front into got torn off. Of Suarez. I think it's a freak accident. Freak accident, okay. Yeah. So
1: not a design thing.
0: Yeah. The, the The right front got torn off, caught him underneath, and that's what caused him to go flipping. But, you know, that's going to happen regardless of what kind of car you're driving. Mm-hmm. If, if you get a tire underneath, it tends to upset the car just a little bit. That
1: was pretty crazy. That's the most I've seen someone like he flips, Four full rotations, maybe. No, it was maybe three, was or, a three bunch. or four. <laughs> uh, pretty scary stuff. He was okay. I mean, those Fortunately, cars. Fortunately, they were
0: slow rolls.
1: Dude, like so, the middle of the cars, the the outsides of the cars will crunch. The middle of the car doesn't move, like right. at all. It's pretty insane. The way they have those guys in there is uh, very. I, I would say it's it's very safe. So good to see that. All right, later in the race, uh, we get restarts, some guys take some tires, some guys take two tires, all four tires, sorry, and then other guys take two tires. This causes quite the scenario to happen on the restart, where somehow, I, I don't know how, but Austin Dillon shoots this crazy gap on the restart, goes low, makes it three wide, and then somehow ends up in the lead in front of three or four other cars. Uh, finds himself out front as we come into turn four. They decide to take it four wide because what geniuses wouldn't? I mean, right? <laughs> These guys are insane out there racing for the win. So we go four wide. Uh, someone gets into someone and gets into someone. I think it was Chastain kind of bumped over Larson, and then Larson gets into Dylan, and then Dylan decides to go for a nice ride, and we get a pile up which causes a lot of the front guys to be taken out. Chastain, heavy damage. Dylan's out of the race. Hamlin and Bush find themselves in the front. At this point, um, we were all cheering for just the race to be over, maybe. <laughs> I know Amos was. But the move was awesome, Chris. You almost wish it could have stuck for Austin Dylan, and that wreck
0: didn't happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I. I was happy to see him making that move. I mean, that's a gutsy move. That was an insane that's move. That's a Dale Earnhardt move. Oh, really? Yeah. I wow. think the three got a hold of him or something there, but <laughs> he just couldn't make it stick, you know?
1: I mean, he made it stick. The other guys around him, well, okay. I mean, I like Chastain. He's fun to watch. He's aggressive. The watermelon man, it's funny. Um, but, man, that guy's got to control himself a little bit. I don't know how much of the accent you can totally put on him. I mean, they're four wide coming into to the front stretch. I don't that's, believe that's that not track's great... wide
0: enough for four wide. <laughs> I don't
1: either. And when I saw him four wide, and, and Amos can attest to this, when I saw him four wide, I was like, this is going to go bad. And then the next thing you know, they're just all over the place. It was it was pretty bad. Uh, this causes us to go into another overtime. So that was the first overtime attempt. Um, pretty awesome move from Dylan. Too bad it didn't stick. And it was just like, okay, survival of the fittest, right?
2: <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute, isn't it? Look, wait a minute. Yes. You have left out Chase Briscoe and his move with two laps to go. Put oh, us did you the want overtime. me
1: to go? Okay, so a little further back. All right, a little further back since Amos upon request. So Larson is leading. Uh, Briscoe keeps trying to chase him down, chase him down. He's driving in hard to turn one and two. He's making up a lot of ground in that section of the track, but he loses so much in three and four. Uh, so with two laps to go instead of one, which I don't, you know, we can, we can talk about this a little more. It's probably good that Amos brought us back here because I know you probably want to say something, right? Um, with two laps to go, Briscoe decides. You know what? I'm going to drive this in so hard to turn one and uh, try and make my move stick. And indeed, it did not. He drove in hard. He looked like he was going to make it, and then he didn't. Lost control. Didn't get Larson, but it was almost like a flashback to Bristol Dirt (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly
2: what I thought was going to happen.
1: And uh, so he doesn't take out Larson, but it wasn't the last last lap of the race, so that did qualify us for overtime. Now, Amos, you said you didn't have a problem with the move; you
2: just preferred he would have done it one lap later. Sure, I mean, probably so does everybody else for multiple reasons or whatever. Except Hamlin, right? right? Well, I like the fact that he tries to make the move without necessarily wrecking mm-hmm. Larson. I feel like a lot of guys probably would have did a bump and run at that point. You you probably couldn't catch him to do the bump and run. Probably not. But, yeah, I just am like, this is so typical for this race. Like, now we're going to go into a green-white checker, <laughs> yeah. and you know that Larson's just fuming in the car because he's – worked the entire race to get to this point mm-hmm. and you just know you just have that feeling that he's not gonna be the winner of the race now that we've gone to this green white checker. so I mean I give it to Chase Briscoe you can't you're not upset for why he did it but in the same sense you're just like come on bro like so you did you did however enjoy the uh, the
1: attempt for the move. that was fun to see him.
2: Huh? yeah I mean for me, Briscoe chasing down Larson in the last 10 or 15 laps of a 400 lap race, or however many laps there were, was the best part of the million. race. 325 million.
1: 325
2: million. <laughs> yeah. <excessive>. I mean, <laughs> th- so that was like, like that was the best part of the race for mm-hmm, me. Yeah. And I wish that that's how the race would have ended.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why. Regardless
2: I- of who won, Briscoe or Larson, I, I I, wouldn't have cared either way. I just, right. I just feel like that the way the race ended that to me is what nascar should be shooting for more than these stupid green and white checkers and a wreck fest at the end like the whole reason we went to the new car is so we could cut down on expenses well we had 17 cars that didn't finish because they can't (laughs) keep it you get a little out of whack you're gonna back into the wall Mm -hmm. and then we got a melee on the second green and white checker so i mean whatever but I just wanted to say something because that was my favorite part of the race. So.
1: Oh, okay. See, so there was enjoyment from Amos, even with Chase for about twenty immigrant. minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so then, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll say something about it too. Uh huh. I like the move that Chase Briscoe threw on Larson. Mm-hmm. I just thought he did it a lap early. Yeah. No. I think we'd all agree with that, right? He should. have. And I think maybe he could have built up
1: a little more momentum on one more lap, yep. and yeah.
0: maybe he could have made that move stick a little better. Yeah. But I, I. Write that off to inexperience, you yeah, know. He's, he's young,
1: yeah, but he was going for it, man. I mean, oh, yeah, and and I knew he wasn't
0: going to get it, though. The exact thing that Amos said about it reminding me of Bristol was exactly what I thought. Well, not to different uh, player, but
1: not to act like I'm some prophet now because I've predicted two things, but before I think. Leading up to the move, I looked at Amos. I said, he's going to drive this in so hard and just absolutely lose it here soon. And that's exactly what he did. So, but he you
2: know, still I look, finished fourth. I look like a real small, I know. Yeah. He, and he come back that and finished fourth. <laughs> he screws Larson out of the win and then is running up front with a chance to win. And where's yeah. Larson? Like finishes ninth. All right. You know, so then we know. get the events with uh,
1: Dylan trying to go for the crazy move leading to the four wide accident. Uh, Upon this, and before our second restart, it now, at least in the NASCAR timeline here, it says that this is now the longest Cup Series race by distance in history. So, you guys are not joking when it was the 24 Hours of Charlotte. (laughs) uh, I assume with all the caution laps and everything, it just made it for a very long race, uh, for sure. So, we get into second overtime. Guess who finds himself in the front uh, of the restart? Of course, the hack himself, Danny Hamlin. Uh, Ross
2: Chastain heavily damaged,
1: lining up second. No one wanted to be by him. Yeah,
2: <laughs> wasn't that funny? Hamlin and Larson are talking on their radio. Yeah. yeah, Hamlin and and Bush. They're talking about we're not we're going to line up opposite of wherever Chastain lines right. up. Like nobody yeah. wanted to be no. behind, around, or near. For mostly because he had the damage in the front of his car. Like he was like. A sailboat in a powerboat Duty was. restart, right? I mean, I, but he's also a crazy ass driver and yeah. he's gonna wad everybody up,
1: so get out of the way. I totally understand why he didn't go down pit road <laughs> and fix it because, like, you know, he still got a chance to win the race. But as soon as it restarted, dude, he was so slow and he screwed the entire top line so hard. Um, and Bush lines up behind the hack himself, Hamlin. It's pretty much those two battling for the lead uh, on the last turn. Or no, sorry, on the the third to last turn, turn two on the last lap, Hamlin gives him a little wiggle, you know, just a little, and I think it kind of threw Kyle Busch off. Uh, definitely Kyle Bush, lost momentum, right? He wasn't able to catch him, and Hamlin hacks his way to the win. It was, I mean, he did lead 15 laps. He started on the pole, but uh, Chris, you'd have to say maybe not the most like deserved win for Hamlin here. After all the he talks all this crap about other drivers and how he got screwed out of the million dollars. Um, kind of funny the way he wins this race, don't you think? (laughs) Well, yeah. And, you know,
0: immediately after the race, I was thinking conspiratorial thoughts. But then I thought, there's no way that NASCAR could orchestrate... Could orchestrate Let him this win the race kind of after a not
2: winning in oh, all star race. Nice. There's so no way me, that NASCAR <laughs>
0: could have orchestrated
1: that. You're telling me a Coke six hundred win makes up for losing a million dollars? Well, I don't think it makes it's up a, it's but a
2: points paying race. You get sure. Hamlin to shut up from complaining yeah. about how your organization's run, right? Uh, I'm with you, Chris. Don't listen to him. He is a <laughs> non-conspiratorial, it's all black and white with
0: Ty. I'm with you. Conspiracy all the way. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see NASCAR writing the script for this. Okay. Chastain, <laughs> I want you to wad your car up. When like you guys you do go,
2: every week anyway. Which you
0: when you guys go four wide, you
1: know. Yeah, this is quite the script to be written then. All right. I'm telling you. Um I Amos agree. not happy with the win, of course, but Hamlin does get the win. It's the second win of the year. It doesn't help. Towards our uh, race for sixteen, which is mostly what I think we're all worried about, right? No, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, okay. It cuts. (laughs) I knew it wasn't going to happen. It at least cuts into that. So you know, let me have some joy here in thinking that it could happen. Uh, What do you think the win does for Hamlin? Anything? Absolutely nothing. Oh, absolutely nothing. The win
2: in Richmond didn't do anything for him. He lucked into this win. He's not like yeah. Before the race, Toyota, oh, we got all these cars up front. Toyota's dominating. They dropped the green flag. He didn't even lead the first lap. Struggled. He dropped. Okay. he. he, They didn't even – like, he ran in the top 6 to 12 for most of the night. So you can't say that it's like he just come out of nowhere. Yeah. But when it boils down to it, his team, 23XI, was running better throughout the race than he was. Yeah. So what it does for Hamlin – I don't think it does anything he's he's in the chase he's pulls it out of his ass every once in a while the team still has no momentum uh-huh. we don't really have that many more mile and a half tracks between now and the chase anyway so he's just lucky that he was able to win when he did so whatever I mean he's gonna be there but if this in the chase but if this is how his if this is how he's going to enter the chase, yeah, it's going to be short-lived.
1: Well, you know, I just I just like to bring this up real quick. Two wins on the season. If if we look at the driver standings, not the playoff, not the new format of how we run the uh, postseason now. If you look at the driver standings, he is still a hundred and eighty points behind the leader, Chase Elliott, and he is in seventeenth. Um, now, I. Personally, I will defend the current playoff system. I tend to like it. But how it used to be decided with a full season and then whoever's at the top at the end of the year, people liked that too, and people some people want us to go back to that version. If it was that version, like if that's how it still worked, Hamlin would have to be doing so much work to try and get up the standings. However, in this case, he's gonna enter the playoffs, like if it started today, as one of the top three cars in the field. So this is kind of interesting where we can look at, at the new format and say, well, is it super fair? It does prioritize winning very heavily. But even if you just win one race and then have bad luck or don't do very well throughout the rest of the year, do you really deserve that spot? Now, of course, like I said, I'll defend the, the current system because I like it, and it's it's entertaining in its own way. Um, but, yeah, Hamlin's found himself in a real interesting position here now. Two wins. Uh, he's fifth in the playoff points, but... Seventeenth in the driver standings. Chris, is this one of those arguments that you could make that the old way was actually better than the new way?
0: No, I like the new way. Okay, I'm I'm down with it. Okay, makes wins mean something, and
1: you you prioritize the wins. I Winning, do. yeah, I do. Even
0: if it's because a hack I mean, win, let's huh? look at it. <laughs> Hamlin red led the yeah. entire season points wise last year mm-hmm. and didn't give up that lead until two races from the end of the 26 races right you know but he didn't have a single wind under his belt you know he didn't have anything to really crow about other than hey i'm the points leader (laughs) but i haven't won a race yet you know yeah so and so i i think wins mean more all right you know i mean to be fair to
1: hamlin um you know we'll we'll let's not (laughs) we'll make fun of him quite a bit i think you guys are all aware of our dislike i guess you could say for hamlin um it's mostly in good fun, <laughs> I would say. No, Unless it's, it's Kyle Busch, you know, not then, um, any good fun at all. Then I'm kind of okay. He's serious over there about Hamlin, uh, but he did stay clean. He avoided the accidents, and he was there at the end to win the race. Sometimes you just have to persevere and be the last man standing to win. Uh, but yeah, we will. We
0: will tend to make fun of him sometimes for sure. Who, who at the start of this season uh-huh. could have foreseen Ross Chastain setting in first place in dry in Playoff standings.
1: Playoff standings right now. Yeah. Well, technically, he's tied with Elliott, but yes. Yeah. He's is, he's is at the top right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're both he on playoff
2: standings. Ross Chastain is leading. Driver standings. Chase Elliott's leading. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both one-two in both categories. Uh, hey, he had you even had a chance to win that last race. So led quite a few laps. Looked pretty good. Uh Anything else you want to say on this race? I know it was long. I enjoyed it. However, I don't know if you guys enjoyed the racing as much as I did, Um, but do you guys want to say anything else for this race? Uh, Amos, let's start with you.
2: Well, it was long. It was almost painful to sit through some parts of it (laughs) to get to the last, what, 20, Uh, 25 laps with the battle with Briscoe and Larson. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you have to take the race for what it was. It was awesome to watch Larson and all the issues he had starting in the rear, working his way up, getting a penalty, working his way up, getting another penalty. So that was pretty cool. I mean, I think that's going to build a lot of – like if we're talking momentum for drivers out of this race, that's going to help him. I mean, Cliff Daniels give this big speech. It's probably viral on the Internet right now. But that's what a leader does. That's what championship teams do. Yeah. They are given lemons. They make lemonade. They – they're not like to a degree and I'm gonna pick on this race. Chase Elliott given lemons and he made orange juice. So what? Um, how's that possible? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Watermelon you know I mean, wine. You, you can take that from this race. That was really cool to see. You did bring up a great point with Denny Hamlin Ty, where he did stay clean. He wasn't really relevant for a lot of the race, but sometimes it's the right place, right time. Um, I see no like but overall, I mean it was a it was a good race. I'm glad that I watched F1, Indy, and the 600 all on Sunday because yeah. uh, there was nothing else to do with the weather or the way it was at our place anyway. So, but yeah, it was I mean it, you know I'm not going to say it's two thumbs down race. I'm going to give it one <laughs> up and one to the side, you know, mm-hmm. one and a half. Okay. So, but I, nonetheless, I still enjoyed myself.
1: Yeah, I mean full disclaimer with the whole Larson and battling back and everything. About halfway through the race, I was like, great, I look like an idiot. Because every week I get on the show, <laughs> and when we talk about him, I'm always defending him and saying, well, he just needs some things to break his way. And I'm like, you know what, screw it. Uh, next week on the show, I'm going on, and I'm being like, that guy is a pretender this year. But then I decided that I can't say that anymore because then he was doing what he was doing towards the end of the race <laughs> yeah. and, and almost won. So I will continue to defend him. But I, I got to be honest with you guys. I was, I was turning on him a little bit there in the race. <laughs> he was disappointing me. Uh, Chris, your your final thoughts on the race in Charlotte, uh, the twenty
0: four hours of Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, I could have probably had a better in, uh, viewing experience if there hadn't been nineteen cautions. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I was very captivated by the end of the race. You know the way mm-hmm. things worked out. There were there were moments in the race where I was very, you know. Into the race, you know, things that were happening in that. Yeah. So I would say, even though it seemed like it took forever to finish this race, it was an enjoyable experience.
1: All right. uh, So let's get to our driver of the day, rookie of the day, and team of the day. Uh, Lots of potential picks here. I guess I'll be interested to see where we all go. Um, Rookie of the day might be tougher. So we'll have to look at that one a little more. Um, Because I don't know if the rookies had a very good day as a whole. Mm, I don't think they
2: did. I don't
1: think they did. Uh, so i'll start off with driver of the day i you know we just talked about him a little bit i know he didn't win the race but with all the problems he had and his performance on the day i gotta give it to kyle larson because of the circumstances mostly he he probably should have won the race like in the grand scheme of things briscoe didn't help him out there um but you know briscoe sometimes doesn't help you out (laughs) uh so i'm gonna go with kyle larson amos who do you want to give it to do I have to pick somebody? I know. I told you, lots of candidates, maybe not any good ones, but
2: you got to go with someone. Um. Well, I I would like to, I guess what, I don't know if it's necessarily the driver of the day, but I think it's a, a little bit of a momentum builder for this race team, Daniel Suarez. Um, he did finish 25th. I know it's you're like, what? He fi- he didn't even finish the race. He was in an accident, not really of his own doing. He won a stage, led four times for 36 laps. Um He is a little bit behind his teammate as far as where they've been finishing through the year, but track house racing's got something going on right now, and I kind of thought it'd fizzle out as the year went on, but it seems like they're kind of building some momentum, so uh, hopefully Suarez is able to build on the good parts of this race and move forward and uh, salvage the back half of the regular season and finish strong and possibly a spot in the chase. Okay, Chris.
0: Well, this is going to seem a little counterintuitive, but oh, I'm going to give the driver of the day to Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Because, you know, he was leading the race. Car was very competitive. They had good pit stops, and really it was just an unfortunate accident that took him out of competition. But I'm going to give it to Kurt Busch and kind of secondly to Bubba Wallace, because I think 23xi is like track house. They're getting things figured out, and they're getting more competitive, and Mm -hmm. they're leading in races.
1: They just got to find the consistency, right? And the accidents didn't help, but...
0: They need to find the consistency. Well, from and, week to and
1: week.
2: you know, talking on your point of accidents, Ty and, and Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, guys like this. Mm-hmm. I know this is off topic, but you avoid accidents when you consistently run in the top twelve places of the race. True, right? true. Unless I mean, unless, unless it's it was a restart that, yeah. with Ryan Blaney, then well, you've no, got to no, hold to it. Well, no, I was actually going to it, gonna
1: say the the first overtime sequence. Oh, I yeah, mean, that was right at the front. So right.
2: But if you're consistently run, and that's why Denny Hamlin was able to to win the race ultimately, because he run in that six to twelve all night long, he was up front enough to stay out of anything that was going on in the track. His car was clean, you know. So I think Bubble Wallace, Daniel Suarez, the more experience they gain, the better the teams, Mm -hmm. the more the team increases and gains knowledge, they'll be able to run up front and miss them stupid wrecks. And have better, consistent finishes. Yeah, no, I mean, you can really see how much 23XI is, is stepping it up lately.
1: And you never know. Could uh, could turn into the Trackhouse 23XI show here down the stretch. Uh, okay, rookie of the day. So this one was tough uh, because I believe Sendrick got taken out in an accident. I believe Haley had issues as well. Uh, obviously, Todd Gilliland, I believe, contributed to the, to the wreck of, of Busher. <laughs> I think he hit Suarez. And let's see, who's our other guy? Uh, Justin Haley. Oh, Harrison. No, Harrison Burton didn't have an accent. So by virtue of just highest finishing rookie, it's Harrison Burton in 11th. Um, Other accidents definitely occurred with some guys. Sorry, I meant Haley, not not Burton earlier. So is it Harrison Burton this week, guys, just by virtue of highest finisher?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I mean, Sendrick was running decent through the middle of the race yeah but he didn't finish he qualified (laughs) well too so i mean
1: maybe he was in for a top 10 finish in our driver of the day uh chris
0: is it burton i'm gonna give it to burton all right because not only did he finish 11th he actually looked strong you know, towards the end of the race, there with that finish, and I think he got tangled up with somebody. As I recall, I thought
1: he was in an accident, but yeah. I, I
2: think I must have been. He thinking
0: was of in the else. big melee race, a wreck with Blaney, but he obviously didn't
2: have a lot of damage. Yeah. I
1: feel like he restarted pretty high on the last overtime yeah. thing too, because I was like, "Oh, that'd be weird." Uh Okay, team of the day. Uh This one, it's hard, and I feel like maybe it shouldn't be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with track house because. To be honest, they were the most consistent throughout the whole day. Uh, they ran dominant through the middle stage of the race. Both their drivers led a lot of laps. Uh, the accidents weren't helpful to how they finished the day. Um, so I I feel like it's this shouldn't be as hard as it is, but maybe I'm making it harder than it needs
2: to be. So I'm going to go with Trackhouse. Amos? I'll leave the low-hanging fruit for Chris. Uh, I've always... I've kind of been on this bandwagon through the year, so I'm just going to stick with it and go with RCR. All right. Tyler Reddick had a good race. He his, he finished sixth. He had a rough stretch through the middle part of the race. He garnered uh, two spots. Let's see where I'm at here. He finished second and eighth in two stages. Uh, had a pretty decent car. Battled through some adversity to get back to the sixth-place finish. Obviously, uh, some attrition helped him garner that finish. But uh, Austin Dillon made a right, a good move at the end, taking four tires, tried a power move, almost come out with the win. So, you know, I like kind of where RCR is still at right now. I know we bagged on for the last couple weeks. They had some rough races, but they were able to rebound and have a a decent day. Okay, Chris, who are you going to go with here?
0: I'm going to go with JGR. Oh, and the I reason I'm going to go with, for- well, even though I, you know, Hamlin's a hack, but I, <laughs> I mean, you got to <laughs> hand it to the team as a whole, and that's what we're doing here is we're we're talking about teams. Three cars in the top five, all four cars in the top twelve, even with Truex getting damage. Uh-huh. So, just the fact that they were able to last and persevere and end up with that kind of finish as a team, sure. I, I think I'm going to give it to them. My only disagreement with and why I didn't go
1: with JGR, because uh, I wanted to, but then I thought about it a little more, is they just weren't that competitive throughout the day for me to be like, oh, yeah, they had a great day like as a whole. So that's the only thing I would say. Uh, <laughs> let's get to our picks, the best part of the show. Uh, so we currently have a winner, pole sitter, and most laps led for today's picks. Or for, sorry, for last week's picks. Today, we'll be picking winner, pole sitter, and on a scale of 1 to 10, how annoying does my mom find Michael Waltrip? <laughs> 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 All right, so this week's picks. Winner furthest away was Amos with Chase Elliott. You said going with the homer pick would hurt you, and it did. It obviously
2: it did hurt. But he had a strong car. Stage he win, no, he, he was really running did. good. I just didn't understand, like, finished stage two in third place. Yeah. Why did he have to bonehead? He go for the big move. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh,
1: Chris, you went with Ryan Blaney, finished 29th, caused the big accident on the night. Yeah, and I picked Martin Truex Jr., who finished twelfth. So really poor picks on our parts, but hey, whatever. I'll take the point. Uh, I can only control me. Pulse hitter, pretty good picks. Uh, Ryan Blaney was Amos's pick in eleventh. Uh, Chris, you went with Austin Cindrick, who got six, and I got it with Chris Bell in 3rd. So we've improved our pull picks. Our race picks are going the other way now, so that's unfortunate. Uh, lap leaders, we all picked guys that led laps. I, uh, Chris, you went with Ryan Blaney, who led 2. Amos, you went with Kyle Busch, who led 36, and I got the most with Kyle Larson leading 51. Rosh Chastain led 153 for the most. Larson led the third most. So three points for me. I'm in the lead, 21 points. Chris, you're at 18. And Amos, 10 points behind the leader at 11. How does it feel, Chris, to be a
0: second? Not much different than it did when I was in first, to be honest.
1: So three-point lead for me, 10-point lead. Uh, three and 10-point lead for me over Amos and Chris.
2: Amos, you got a lot of work to do, huh? Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to stop picking it'll probably help my chances you're gonna take the chris tactic <laughs> yeah, now i just yeah okay yeah. i don't know i i am not having very good luck all right Guess i just need um, to pick yeah. who i do not want to win the race <laughs> Start and picking that's and probably handling? who will
0: win the race <laughs> yeah. right all right See, that's kind of my strategy that's because fair. i i tend to not pick kyle bush uh-huh because when i was picking kyle bush a lot i was jinxing him oh and do you so think he, so yeah and so i'm still i'm you know, I'm not going to get on board with him yet because I don't want to jinx him. <laughs> All right, let's
1: let's uh, let's move on to St. Louis, should we? Anyone excited for the new track?
2: So now that I did a bit of quick research here on the show, oh, yeah? I do remember, I, didn't, I don't think I watched any of the Xfinity races when they were racing here, mm-hmm. but I do remember them racing. At the time, it was called Gateway. Okay. so Does that sound right? Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. now, after being, oh, yeah, Gateway, I do remember Xfinity Xfinity racing here, and uh, makes a little more sense as to why NASCAR is now putting on a cup Series show there.
1: All right. So we're going to Madison, Illinois. It's going to be called uh, St. Louis Race. It's uh, the Worldwide Technology Raceway is the official name. It's a one-and-a-quarter-mile track its shape is like similar to Darlington. Is that what we kind of decided? With yeah, the weird bit. one corner is a little wider and longer than the other one.
2: Kind of egg-shaped, I guess Um
1: I don't think, obviously, we know like nothing really about the track as far as what the Cup Series has done here because it'll be the first Cup Series race. So we can't go much off of those stats, but there was 15 races from 97 to 2010 uh, at... This track with the Xfinity series, Brad Keslowski, Carl Edwards winning the two races in 2010. Carl Edwards, <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. Um, and then, the <laughs> yeah. And then the truck series has been racing there uh, every year from '98. Sheldon Creed is back to back champion. Ross Chastain won a truck race there. Uh, Custer, Briscoe, Harvick, Wallace. I mean, you got cup guys all across that have won races here. So it'll be interesting to kind of see who has an advantage, if anyone does. At this track, obviously, most of the guys will have experience if they were at the lower levels, like most of them have been. Other than that, uh, we don't know a lot. So it'll definitely be fun, a new experience for all of us.
2: Uh, Amos, what would you like to add, if anything? So the only track that I can really compare this to, and it's not necessarily because of the shape, mm-hmm. but it's more the degree in the corners and... So, so Richmond is what I'm thinking. Richmond camp. um There's 11 and 9 degree banking in each corner, in each end of the track. This one is a mile and a quarter. Richmond's three quarters. So there is a half mile difference. But um, that's kind of what I'm visioning in my mind the track's going to be like, a similar type of racing as Richmond. So uh, I don't really know what to expect. I mean, even though there were some guys that are racing Cup that race there in the trucks in Xfinity, let's throw that away because we've got a new generation car, and I don't even think <laughs> the Cup guys know what to expect. Yeah. Even on tracks that we've been going to for the last 50 years in NASCAR. So That is true, right? I think uh, I'm, I don't even dare to speculate. The only thing I can see in my mind is a lot of follow the leader. So hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> uh,
1: Chris... Have you been to this track before? Do you know much about it? I'd ask for your Chris's five-star Google review, but I'm sure there's not much of one to give here. So
0: uh, what can you tell us about any experience you have with this I, one? I honestly, I'm like Amos. I watched some Xfinity races when it was called Gateway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I know nothing about the track. As I recall, it's kind of an odd-shaped oval. right. But uh, And it seems like it's got pretty good banking in it, too, as I recall. 11 and 9 degrees. Yeah. So, other than those factoids, I couldn't really give you a recommendation one way or the other. So, you've added nothing to our conversation, is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: Wow, disappointing. Okay. It's all right.
0: <laughs> it's normal.
1: No, I'm just joking. Uh, should we make our <laughs> picks, then? Should we just get into the picks, since there's not a ton to talk about what we might think
2: the race will transpire out to be Yeah, like, I mean... I could tell you it's going to be a great race, and you should watch it and yeah. invite buddies over and bring a keg and barbecue. Okay, we'll That's be over there. That's what I said time. about Charlotte and you run out of keg and the barbecue run out of propane, and half of them probably didn't even see the end of the race because the keg was gone. <clears throat> All right, sound advice from
1: Mavis, I guess. You know, But just in case, invite them over, and maybe it'll be a party. Uh, <laughs>
0: at least you got the cake. On the one note, it uh-huh. is a shorter race.
1: It is. Well. Uh, hopefully. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. Let's,
0: let's it is a shorter race so can talk quotation about. Marks.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's get the weather report later and see if that is indeed oh, the case. That'd be my job. Okay, let's... Yeah, <laughs> Chris the weatherman's on it later. Let's get our picks for winner pole sitter. And since Michael Waltrip will be gracing us with his presence in the booth, um, my mom, not a big fan, so I will ask her at the end of the race, on a scale of 1 to 10, how annoyed were you with... Uh, Michael Waltrip, and we'll see what she says. Amos, you're going to lead the picks off, so you get the great joy of picking the winner that we really have no data on to pick from, but who's it going to be?
2: Okay. Ooh. There is... uh, Nobody's jumping out at me, honestly. I mean, Vegas has Ross Chastain. Odds-on favorite for some places (laughs) is Kyle Larson. Okay. I just don't... Maybe Carl Larson. I just don't think... Like, Ross Chastain's hit kind of a rough batch. Mm. Um, the only person that's really jumping out to me, and I don't know... I, he, he, I don't know why I keep going back to this guy. Maybe it's just because I want him to win or whatever, but um, new race, new race car. I'm going with Joey Logano. Joey Logano, okay. Well, I will never bag on the Joey Logano pick. Uh, we'll see. He just... I don't know. He does well at tracks that we haven't been to for a while or our new tracks. Um, he had an okay race this last weekend, I, but I just, there's just something. I just got to go with him. I don't know why. All right, Chris, uh, your
1: race winner.
0: Oh, I'm not going to pick Ryan Blaney.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Actually, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson this week. Okay, you are going to go with the odds on favorite yeah. for Vegas. And the reason being is I think, you know, he, he – overcame a lot of diversity in Charlotte. Diversity?
2: Adversity. Adversity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I said I'm diversity. Like, diversity. <laughs> I said
0: diversity. Adversity in Charlotte. I think I think based on everything I saw at Charlotte, mm-hmm. I think he's got the momentum to really shine at this race. That's okay. what I'm going with. Yeah,
2: he might not I mean I, I agree with Chris and what he's saying. He he didn't win a race to get his season jump started, but what he went through in this race my jump start his season. And
1: then when he wins, we're going to have to
2: hear the amazing pet talk that Cliff Daniels gave him to propel the season forward. Dude,
0: I was ready to go racing. I'll tell you, man. I was like, <laughs> yeah,
2: give me a race. Give me a ratchet. Give me
0: a tire. I'm ready to go, baby. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, when I listened to that speech, I thought, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I'm on board. And I got, that even got
1: Chris fired up. That's that's a well, good speech. Well, then. Uh, uh, Alright, um so the points leader will now make his excellent pick, of course.
2: <laughs> oh my jeez. <gosh. laughs> wow. wow.
1: <laughs> Did you bring your hip boots? Uh, okay. Yeah. I, sorry, yeah, sorry. Was, I I, I gotta one. soak up the glory while yeah. I can. Oh man. I lost the lead <laughs> last season and I fought all all season to get back into it. I've been so close with Chris. So now I'm here. I got an ice lead, so I'm gonna soak it up. Um <laughs> You're making Chris
2: choke over
1: (laughs) here. Well, you know, the comedy knows no bounds around here. Um, I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. He's had success in the lower parts of. What is this? this? The winner, Chris Bell. Chris Bell? I know you're choking over there, but it's fine. He's had success in the lower parts of NASCAR at this track, and he hasn't got a win yet. So, what better time to get a win and call on some of that experience? Um, Does that mean he wins? Probably not at all. Yeah, but he's running good right now. That's not a bad pick. <laughs> All right, uh, pole sitter, Amos, hard to pick. But we've been impressing with the pole picks lately, so I'm expecting a good one here from the three of us. I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> the perpetual pick well, <laughs> returns. Yeah, The prodigal well, I son think of our I, pole yeah, picks. I
2: think he's I think he's going to do it. Odd shaped track, run <laughs> well in Darlington. Yeah, okay. So
1: he got the pole last year at Coda, and ever since then, I feel like every time we have had to pick a pole, which we didn't a lot last year, but it's just like, hmm,
2: Tyler Reddick, of course, yeah. Well, why he wouldn't could Tyler- dominate for one race or one lap, man? Like, he's got it down. He's kind of like, I mean, Ryan Newman has won more races, had a a, a better career. Not uh-huh. that Tyler Reddick doesn't have the chance to have that type of career, yeah. But like Ryan Newman, man. Just had to be good for one lap, and he was so Rocket Man. Yeah, Tyler Reddick, he's he's there. All right, Um Chris. Oh, I was about to go.
1: No, sorry, Chris, you go. Sorry. Oh, by all means, go ahead. No, no, I have to go last. By well. by rule, the champion picks last. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the you're leader, not the champion, sorry, the leader. Sorry, the leader. The leader. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, um. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Wow.
2: I'm just so make excited pick, to make my peasants. excellent VES. Yeah, well, wow. okay, you're the so, peasant over there. So this there, is Amos. where I'm going to blow you up.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Rarely does the pole setter win the race.
1: <laughs> we just him win last week. That's why
2: I picked Tyler Reddick.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Christopher Bell.
2: Oh, Uh-oh. no.
0: As the pole setter.
2: <laughs> the sabotage.
1: Is that what you're trying to do?
0: Yeah, I'm sabotaging you.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, technically, if I want to retaliate, I should go with Kyle Larson, right? Uh, No, I'm going to go with the guys that have been on rails lately. I do believe we should investigate their cars for (laughs) doping or something. Like, I don't know if you can dope a car, but I'm pretty sure these guys are doing it. So I'm going to go with the watermelon man, (laughs) Uh, Ross Chastain, to be on the poll. Amos, you know her better than most. So how annoying... (laughs) <laughs> Does my mom find Michael Waltrip at the end of the day? One um, to ten, closest will win. And we can okay. pick the same numbers and I'll get the points. All right.
2: So. What? Wait. What I'm, was that? We I'm going the, with. We'll all get points. Uh, the number seven. Mostly because uh-huh. the parts of the race that she'll listen to, she'll be like, oh, my goodness. But she's only going to listen to 20 or 30 laps. So. You can't pick my in my start in the end. Yeah, yeah. you can't pick that much higher because she's gonna be not as engaged in the race as everybody likes. to I
1: will say it's a good thing though to kind of counter your point here. It's a good thing that she doesn't pick (laughs) uh, the winners because if she was, she would be kicking our butts. Yeah, because she would pick really well uh, for sure. Okay, Chris, what's your number? One to ten?
0: Well, I was gonna go with nine. Oh, that's for her annoyance level, but I think I'm gonna. you know, get on board with Amos's thought process here. Because uh-huh. I figured the way it'll go is she'll watch the first, oh, 10 to 15 laps of the race yeah. and get totally and completely disgusted because Michael <laughs> Waltrip will not be able to control himself and shut up. And she'll probably walk out and go work on her couch or something. No, we've brought it in the house now. I, so. Well, okay. Mm. But she'll probably go work on her couch. You brought that piece of junk in the house? It's a long story. <laughs> anyway... Ty's not complicit with the junk. I'm gonna give her a six. A six? So you're gonna undercut? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go with the nine. Essentially, though, I'm gonna box myself in here and and hope it be hope it be high. That was good grammar. Um, Well, but Ty's got an in also because
2: he's the favorite. (sighs) No, no, I'm not not gonna tell
1: her. Mommy. No, I'm not gonna tell her what we're doing. I'm just gonna nonchalantly very coolly like the champion does ask her <laughs> <laughs> all right there's our picks uh, we got logano larson bell to win the race let's see how it goes uh different organizations different manufacturers Ooh, we all got a spicing it up well, we got someone in the hat now all right we're gonna get out of here guys thanks weather oh oh, oh. go back to the weather okay God. will Don't we enjoy the I weather it up.
0: will we enjoy the weather uh Possibly not. Uh-oh. It's forecast to be 83 degrees. Oh, okay. Well, with then, what's a wrong With a 33% chance of rain. Ah, uh, that's not high. However, we'll be Friday fine. and Saturday for qualifying and practice are looking good.
1: All right, excellent. So hold off then. Storms. yeah, have yeah, storms. Yeah. All right, there's our weather update. That's what we're going to end on. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Peace out.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MOB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter or shoot us an email to Electric Sports Talk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.